Hey, y'all, thank you so much for tuning into this message. We hope that it speaks to your life. And if you have questions, please contact us. You can contact us on the website at thousandhillsranchchurch.com or thousandhillsranchchurch at yahoo.com. And then you can also call us at 580-216-6427. And may God use this message to change your life. Oh, what a good, good music. That was good. Give it up for the band. Well, I want to say a few words before I, I go into my message. Um, welcome to our new land. Yeah. 30 acres of uh, new land that we have purchased uh, by the grace of God. We purchased debt-free. We've, it's all paid for, 30 acres. Amen. It's a good thing. Um, if you are a guest with us today, I want you to know a few things about us. First of all, we are unapologetically cowboy and we are unashamedly Christian. Amen. Uh, we do things a little Western around here. We like to get a little Western, like to have a little fun. And, and uh, we've kind of changed things as you're thinking of maybe traditional church. Maybe you've been to traditional church all your life and, and this is your first time at Cowboy Church. Um, we do things a little different and we're proud of it. Uh, we don't do it to, um, you know, to, to uh, you know, say that everybody else is wrong because they're not. There's all kinds of churches reaching all kinds of people. And uh, we are a church that is, uh, re- that, is, that is called to reach unchurched people and unchurched uh, Western culture. Our, our purpose statement is this, and I want to just say this, and some of you guys know this, and you can say it with me. Thousand Hills Ranch Church exists to reach the unchurched Western culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ by tearing down religious barriers and building authentic relationships. Good job. Yeah, you guys sounded good. Well, that's what we're about. We're about reaching the unchurched Western culture with the gospel of Jesus. And, and I'll just tell you this. God is doing some amazing things in our church. Um, he is blessing us with uh, people, obviously. He's blessed us with a purpose. Um, he's blessed us with his resources. Just two weeks ago, we got a check for $58,000 in one Sunday. 58000 So, um Again, uh, God just keeps confirming that uh, we're doing something that's going to reach people, not for our sake, but for the sake of the kingdom of God. And that's what we desire to do. I do not care uh, if we grow an institution where we have 1,500 people on this earth coming to church. I really don't care. All I care about is if we will reach one person and we will increase the population of heaven. That's what we're about. And so if you, uh, if you don't have a church home or you want to... Uh, you know, you want to come back. We have church every Sunday at the cell barn. Um, if you got a handout that had our covered arena on it, hopefully you got one of those big sheets. Uh, you can look at that. You can see what the future plans are for us and for our church. Um, if you didn't get one of those, you can raise your hand. If we've got any more, we can uh, hand those out. But you should have got a, a sheet that has all the covered arena plans on it, phase one through phase four. Um, one of these days, we will have a covered arena up here on this hill up here. We're going to have a, a, a multi-purpose barn that we can have sales out of, you know, horse sales, all kinds of, you know, shows, whatever we want to do in it. And we can also have church in it. Um, we're going to have all kinds of RV parking and all that stuff. We're planning on hosting some events and putting on, obviously, the events that we already do. So I hope that you'll look at that sheet and, um, and just uh, be praying for us and, and just thank you for how you've given so far. Um, uh, anybody ever, uh, been bucked off a horse? Anybody ever been bucked off a horse? All right. Does anybody want to see the preacher get bucked off this morning? 
You guys are sorry. But we're going to try it, okay? We're going to try it. Now, i gotta, I got to go, and i got to get this horse real quick, and I'll be right back, okay? So talk amongst yourselves. Whoa, Nelly, whoa. <laughs> Just kidding. His name's not Nelly. But I wanted to uh, introduce you to my three-year-old colt this morning, and this may, be a, a, this may be an adventure. It may be a rodeo. Um, but that'll be exciting, right? That's what you all want to see. It's like going to bull riding. What do you go for? You see people, you know, you want to see people just get plowed and gored, right? So, so you're going to, this is my, my three-year-old colt. Uh, this is probably going to be his, uh, I think it's his 16th ride. So it may get exciting. Um, and um, his name is John Wayne. My daughter named this horse John Wayne after the greatest cowboy ever walked the face of the earth. I'm going to tighten this up a little bit, see if I can stay, stay on a little bit. But um, I, I, I've, I've started this horse. I bought him as a yearling, and, uh, and he's done okay, but he doesn't know a whole lot. So um, I'm just going to get on and see what he does. I actually haven't warmed him up this morning, so, so it may get exciting. Now, don't critique my cowboy uh, skills, okay? Don't critique me. Some of you guys, you're like, can you get your horse to stand still? No, I can't. Okay? Whoa, Nelly, whoa. That's what I call all my horses when I want them to settle down. Nelly. Okay. All right, I'm in. I'm on. I've made it this far. Can you give me a hand? Okay. Now, don't ever do that again. You just scared him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, this is John Wayne. And John Wayne and I, we've had a few adventures. Um, he actually has bucked me off one time. He was, um, we were in the round pen, and he actually didn't buck, but uh, he was kind of uh, catty a little bit. And be- being the great cowboy that I am, I didn't stay in the saddle, and I, I hit the round pen, and it was exciting. So hopefully not today. Um, well, I want to I wanna tell you a little story. Um, I... Uh, I was eight years old, and, and I'll never forget it. I, I got bucked off for the first time in my life at eight years old. We were out at uh, Cherokee, Oklahoma. I, have a, or I had a great-granddad. His name was A.B. Haig. Anybody know A.B.? Anybody remember him from Cherokee? Well, he, uh, he was like up in his 90s and stuff, and he was in a nursing home. So we went and picked him up, and we took him out to his farm where he grew up. And out there in the, at the farm, there was probably two or three horses out there, and we had never seen these horses before, by the way. And my dad was not a cowboy, by the way. And uh, so we get out there, and my brothers and I have two older brothers. My brothers and I, we decide, well, we would like to take a ride on this horse. And uh, <laughs> the horse was just out in the pasture. We didn't, have, we didn't have a halter. We didn't have anything. We didn't have a bridle, nothing. My dad takes all of us out there. And I, I, my granddad, I wasn't in the vehicle, but my mom was in the vehicle with him. And, and she just said he was cussing the whole time that he shouldn't be putting those, those, you know, those boys on that horse. The horse is going to buck him off. And sure enough, that's what happened. My dad, he actually stuck me on first. I was the littlest, my middle brother, and then my oldest brother. So I'm in the front of this horse. No halter, no bridle, no nothing. Never met this horse before, never even seen it before. And so we're, standing, we're, we're getting on this horse. My dad puts me on first. I'm eight years old. My brother, my middle brother puts him in the middle. And then my oldest brother puts him on the back. This was exciting. 
And so my dad, all of a sudden, my dad, yeah, welcome, welcome to that. You guys enjoy that downwind. Um, so my dad, he obviously wasn't a cowboy or anything, but he said, well, how do I get the horse to go? And, I, and, and none of us really knew. We were young. And so he walks up behind the horse, and he goes, yeah, just like that. And all I remember was that horse split in two, did a belly roll like Red Rock, you know, and yard darted all three of us in the dirt. And I, that was 30 years ago, and I still remember hitting the ground. That's how hard it, I hit. Now, here's the thing. I'm the, I was the first one to hit the ground. I, I ate the sandburst, thought my arm was broke. I mean, I hit hard. You know why? Because my brothers didn't let go of me. And they, they landed on top of me. And they got up fine, and they were like, hey, man, this is a nice ride. Let's get back on. And I was like, heck no, we're not doing none of that. And you know the rule that says if you get bucked off, what do you do? Yeah, you get back on. Thank the Lord my dad didn't know that rule (laughs) because we did not get back on at all that day. Um, But I wanted wanted to share with you a a story um, alongside of that. And uh, I'll see if I can get my horse to kind of stand with me here. But um, there was a, there's a story that we get to celebrate today, and it's the greatest story ever told. Um, but before that great part actually happened, there was a hard ride that our Lord and Savior took, right? Let me recap what Jesus had to go through before he got to the resurrection day. Before, before and we'll go back to the beginning of time. Because Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, guess what? We come into this world sinful. In other words, when you come into this world, it's not because, you know, you're not a good person. You're a sinful person. You know why? Because sin entered into the world when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Now, here's the thing. God knew that that was going to happen. It wasn't a surprise to him. But here's the thing. He knew that because sin entered into the world that we would need a Savior. And so what does he decide to do? He decides, well, I'm going to send to earth a savior and who does he send he sends his one and only son jesus christ to come and to die for you and for me so jesus comes to the earth and and he is put on trial he's falsely convicted he was beat he was whipped he was mocked he was stripped and he was spit on and he was placed on that cross and he hung there naked and he was crucified and there on the cross he died He literally died. It wasn't that he fell asleep. He literally died. And after his death, his friends came and they took him off the cross. And they placed him in a tomb. And they rolled the stone in front of the tomb. And for three whole days, Jesus laid there dead. Three whole days. But praise God, that's not the rest of the story. Needless to say, though, Jesus had been bucked off. Right? Jesus had been bucked off. He had been, he'd been bucked off by death. He'd been bucked off by Satan. And at that point, everybody that, is, you know, that, that was on Satan's side, they're thinking, hey, we won. We got this Jesus guy. I mean, this Jesus guy, he, he thought he was the king, but he's really not the king. He thought he was the Lord, but he's really not the Lord. But here's the thing. Praise God that Jesus got back on, didn't he? He got back up. He rose from the dead. And I want to read the part in in Mark chapter 16 where it tells us how Jesus rose. Listen to what it says in Mark 16 verses 1 
through 6, it says this. When the Sabbath day was over, Mary Magdalene, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white, dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified, but he has risen, and he is not here. He has risen, and he is not here. Can we give the Lord a hand for that? I mean, that's just an amazing thing. Although, although Jesus had been bucked off by death, and, 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 but he got back on, on that resurrection day. And he rode Satan and he rode death like it was a Shetland pony. Amen. And, and here's the thing. Praise God that he got back up. And at this very moment, guess what? Jesus is back on his throne. The throne that Satan thought he would never get back on. And he's in heaven sitting on the throne waiting for us. Preparing a place for us as his word says. Now here's the thing. Because... Jesus got back up because he rose again. I believe that we can do three things. And I want to share those three things really quickly with you. Number one is this. Because Jesus rose from the dead on that resurrection Sunday. Number one, we can keep from getting bucked off as much by temptation and sin. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we can, get, we can keep from getting bucked off as much by sin and temptation. I don't know about you, but have you ever ridden a horse that did buck and you actually stayed in the middle of them and you rode it out? Anybody ever been there? I mean, you, you proved you're a cowboy that day. <laughs> All your buddies wanted to see you get bucked off, but you didn't because you stayed in the middle. Now, here's the thing. You, you found the strength to hold on. You may have dug your spurs in. You may have, you know, held on. You may have even fanned him with your hat and was like, Woo-hoo! and rode like, you know, made Eddie or Billy Atbauer look silly. But here's the thing, you know, life bucks sometimes, right? Life bucks sometimes. But, but I want to tell you this, Jesus' word tells us that. It says in John 16, in this world you will have trouble. It's a promise, you will have trouble. Satan is going to tempt each of us. Luke 17, 1 says, Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. And then in 1 Peter 5, 8, be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Here's the deal. The truth is you are going to be tempted by sin. You are going to be tempted in this world. There is still evil in the world. But here's the thing. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we can keep from getting bucked off by sin as often. Praise God for that. Um, here's the thing, because Jesus rode, rose from the dead and he lives victorious, John 16, says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus Christ has overcome the world. 1 John 5, 4, for every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve the, this victory through our faith. Through our faith. 
And so because Jesus rode, uh, he rose and he stayed in the middle and, and he, he, uh, he defeated Satan, we can keep from being tempted by sin and giving in to sin. So here's the thing. When life splits in two, when you lose your job or, or you run out of finances or you experience the loss of a loved one, or when your marriage cuts in two, when you're persecuted because of your faith, or when you, know, you give in to temptation, we can keep from getting bucked off through the power of Jesus Christ. Now, some of you are here today, and you know about that. You know that Jesus rose from the dead, and you've personally conquered sin in your life because you know Jesus Christ. Now, here's the thing. Not just because Christ lives can we conquer sin, but because he lives inside of us. And so I hope that he lives inside of you today. So number one, because Jesus got back on and he defeated death, we can keep from getting bucked off by sin and temptation as often. Number two is this. We can get back on when we get bucked off. Now here's the thing. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm a sinner. Anybody else a sinner? Yeah, all of us have sinned. But here's the thing. When, when, we, when we sin... And when we all do, you might have said something that you shouldn't. You might have done something that you shouldn't. Here's the thing. Because Jesus rose from the dead, guess what? We can be forgiven. We can be forgiven. And we can get back on and we can ride this ride called life. Colossians 1 verses 13 through 14 says this. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of our sins. You know what that's saying? Because Jesus went to the grave, and because Jesus rose from the grave, we can have forgiveness of our sins. Now I want you to understand something. Maybe you're new to this church thing. I want you to understand this. Everybody in this place, including the preacher, has sinned. All of us. You may be looking at us and you may be thinking, no, they're, they're, they're perfect. I mean, Bo, he's perfect. Well, you don't know me very well. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. The Bible teaches us in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know what that's saying? We've all fallen short. But here's the cool thing about God, and it's, it's the same point. We can get back on. When I get backed off of a horse, when, you know, the first rule that I always remember is you got to get back on. It's the same way with Christ. When you get bucked off by sin, when you do the wrong thing, listen, Jesus is there to forgive you of your sin so that you can get back on. Amen? Yes, you can get back on. I want to end with number three, and it says this. Because Jesus rose... We can know that someday when we reach heaven, we will never be bucked off again. Let me say it again. Because Jesus rose from the dead, someday when I die and I go to heaven, I can know that I will never be bucked off again. Never be bucked off. By Satan, by sin, by all the things that we are tempted by, we will never be bucked off again. John 3.16 says this. For God so loved, so loved you that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know what that's saying? Because Jesus came and because he arose from the dead, we can have eternal 
life. No more temptation, no more evil, no more Satan. Satan will be defeated on that day. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so here's how I want to close. Maybe, and then maybe this question is for you. Has life bucked you off? And you're wondering if you can get back on and ride this life again? Has Satan got the best of you and are you living in sin? Are you missing Jesus in your heart so that you can get back on? Listen, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. Again, maybe you're here today and you haven't been in church in a while. Listen, I want to reiterate that we are all sinners, every one of us. All of us have to to realize that so that we can know that Christ can forgive us of our sins. And so maybe that's you today. Maybe you've been bucked off by sin. Maybe you've given in to temptation and you feel like that you can't get back on. Listen, you can get back on. Maybe you're here today and and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Listen, He is alive and well. And He wants a personal relationship with you. And so maybe you're here today and you need to give your life to Christ for the first time. You need to realize that He is alive. Listen, can I just ask those of you that may need to do that today? Maybe you just need to, to just, with your eyes closed and your head bowed, you just need to pray a simple prayer. Lord, and this may be the prayer, Lord, show me that you're alive. Show me that you're alive. Maybe your heart needs to just cry out and just say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to believe in you. I want you to come into my life and I want you to save me from my sin. I get bucked off all the time. I I get bucked off by this sin or that sin and I don't know how to overcome it. And I've learned today that I can overcome it through you. So maybe you need to pray that prayer just in your heart right now. John 14, 6 says this, and Jesus is speaking. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if you want to know that you have life, if you want to know that that the strength that you can keep from sinning with, if you want to to know that you can get back on and enjoy the rest of your, your ride on this earth and enjoy heaven someday, today's the day that you can give your life to Christ. Maybe you're here today and you're a Christian already. You've given your life to Christ already. But you've been bucked off by sin, and you just need to confess that right now. You just need to say, okay, Lord, I know, I know I've sinned. I know I haven't done what you've asked me to do, but I'm here today, and I want to confess my sin, and I want to rededicate my life to you, and I want to live to honor you. Maybe you need to do that. Maybe you're a Christian that's here today, and you just need to, you just need to pray that rededication prayer. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to close this in a word of prayer. And if you've made a decision today, we want to know about it. We want to celebrate that with you. We want to to come alongside of you and and maybe pray with you and, and ride this ride together. 
And so if you made a decision today, all we ask you to do is grab an orange sheet off our guest table and, and fill it out, place it in the offering bucket, and we will contact you. That's all we ask. If you're a guest with us today and you're a first-time guest, listen, we want you to go by our guest table, grab a gift bag, it's free, and we want you to take that home and enjoy the gifts that are there. I'm going to close this in a word of prayer. Lord, we come to you and we thank you. We thank you that you didn't just stay in the grave, but that you rose from the dead and that you conquered death. Even though you were bucked off, even though this, that you, that, that it all, all the people that were looking on the outside thought, well, you know, he, he was conquered by death. Satan got the best of him. It just wasn't true. And we thank you for rising from the dead. We thank you that, that you live in heaven and that you're preparing a place for us. And for those of us that have given our lives to you, we can see you someday. And we can spend eternity in heaven. Lord, I pray that, that maybe someone here today gave their life to you for the first time. And I thank you for the Christians that are here that are, de to de that are de de devoted to you. And that live life to honor you. Lord, may we take what we learned today and may we spread it out in the community around us. So that, that people can come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. Lord, we give you all the glory and we thank you again. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Again, we want to thank you for listening to this message. And if you have questions, please contact us. We would love to visit with you. Again, Thousand Hills Ranch Church at yahoo.com. Or you can contact us by phone, 580-216-6427. And may God bless the ride you're on.